welcome to All Day Conversations. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Pecoraro. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I am your host, Tim. And I'm Megan. And we're so glad you could join us as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So episode 27, Megan, uh, what's been going on in your world? So, uh, well, yeah, I am traveling this week. So this is my first time doing a podcast, obviously virtually with Tim. And uh, this show, uh, we are going to continue with just having uh, an uphill conversation between the two of us. And really our goal with this is to create loose ends that you can tie up. We just want to get uh, our listeners thinking about uh, different ways to maybe look at topics that come up a lot in work and life. So with that being said, uh, recently, Tim and I got into a discussion about balance. And if you Google work-life balance, you're going to find endless articles that provide advice and how-tos on how to create better balance in your life. Um, You know, it'll say, you know, here's five steps to live a more balanced life at work and at home. But in our conversation, we think that it really goes deeper than that. So I got this little monkey wrench I'm going to throw into this before we go into this episode. So Megan, I have random questions, which I have this book and I'm showing it to her right now, guys. So we're, we're doing this virtual thing. So it's got these random questions and she's probably going to want to get it herself because I'm not giving her mine because then she'll do the same thing back to me. So she'll have to find it on her own. So Megan, I have a question for you. Are you okay. ready? Yep. Bring have it you up. ever purchased an as seen on TV item before? And if so, what was it? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) It took me me actually a second to think if I had, but no, I had and loved and used for many years a, a magic bullet. So, you know, like you can make the different smoothies. It's like a, it's like, and you can make baby food with it. It's like a little mini blender. And you can make like individual daiquiris or you can use it to make smoothies and things like that. So, Baby food, daiquiris and smoothies <laughs> from a magic bullet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's called the magic bullet. And it, I think it was very popular shortly after I, well, probably when I was still in college because I was making daiquiris with it. <laughs> was that for like study purposes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you actually did that. Now, hey, this is the thing. So we're going to be doing some giveaways, right? So if you will send us email myself or Megan, Megan at uphillconversations.co or Tim at uphillconversations.co or just connect at uphillconversations.co, put it in the subject line as seen on TV. Listen clearly or closely and clearly get this down as seen on TV. Tell us what you purchased. We want to hear about it. And we're going to choose one of you and we're going to send you 
a little gift. We're going to ask you for a mailing address and we're going to send you some Uphill Conversation swag. Yeah. And bonus points if you actually bought it by calling into the number on the TV. Oh, calling in. So that's like yeah. serious. That's like next I mean, level. That's serious. That means yeah. you're up at some time and some <laughs> random time at like what? I don't know. After like 2 it, it, it has to be 2 a.m., right? Because that's when they get live and crazy. I mean, yeah. I know a guy, I know this is totally off the subject, but I know a guy that bought like a complete gym system. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there's like that. There's like the sham wow. I mean, there's so many things. Okay. You brought up sham wow. Wow. That's <laughs> okay. So today's topic. So thank you for letting us entertain you briefly. But this whole thing in our conversation that we had was around that work life balance. And, um, you know, Megan and I talk, um, you know, a good bit about different things and people struggle with this. And so, I think my statement back to you one day, Megan, when we were talking about it was that something will always suffer. I mean, is that the way you recall it? Yeah. And I, I think that, um, you know, Tim, obviously we do this show together and I think I may have mentioned before he and I also work together, um, on coaching and, you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur. And in my journey of self-discovery and trying to build awareness. Um, and also as someone who uh, is really involved in the community, balance is one of those topics that always comes up. Um, and people will say to me, oh, man, how do you how do you do it all? How are you involved in so many things? And I think that, you know, for me, I pride myself on being able to be involved in a lot of things, but it is still really important to have balance and the idea of taking that slightly different look if you if you want to achieve balance in life if a new opportunity comes up or if there's something new or challenging that you want to do you have to always think through what what am i going to have to give up or pull back on what is going to suffer for me to be able to to do this other thing and do it well Right. And suffering, I think that's the thing that scares most people. It's almost like a very polarizing statement. You mm -hmm. know, something's going to suffer. I mean, it's true, but it's how you, what, manage the suffering. And I think that, you know, in this balance thing, I have a different way of looking at balance. Like when you and I discuss this, you know, people look at balance. Most people think equal parts when it comes mm -hmm. to balance, right? But yeah. what if one thing you're doing you know, you know, regularly it's all the time and 70% of your time is concentrated there. And then this other thing that you're doing, 30% of your time is concentrated there. Right. But then all of a sudden the thing that was just 30%, you know, needed more and you have to spend maybe two weeks and you have to flip it. Mm -hmm. You still have balance, but guess what? The thing that you were doing before that was used to your 70% of your time is getting less. And the thing that was used to 30 is getting more. So that's where you feel this suffer and you go through this, you know, Oh, this angst and this kind of struggle between that, but you're still, it's still a balance. It's just you having the, um, the skill set, the mindset, the thinking on how to, you know, navigate that process. So, you know, when you're presented with a new opportunity, and you have to, you know, spend additional time on something, you've got to, you know, realize that in order to achieve balance or some sort of 
balance, you're going to have to make a sacrifice, which means something else will suffer. And that's a scary thing for people. It's very scary. I think that it is. And I think that the word suffer, that is just another way of saying it. Other people might just say something has to give, but it's not just something has to give. You're going to have to figure out where you are going to give more and where others are going to potentially have to receive less from you. So there's there's a give and take any time that you know, you have to readjust that balance or maybe tip those scales. So something that is really important whenever you realize one of these situations comes up, you know, not, not only do you have to accept the fact, okay, I need to realign and shift my my balance, you need to really communicate with people on how you're going to need to adjust and what that looks like um, in order to not lose focus on the on the important thing that you're doing right now because you're maybe feeling guilty or being distracted by not being able to give that 70% to what you're doing before. Right. And that communication is like, it's um, that bring that into your awareness to know that what would it, you know, as much as what you're already going through and what you're feeling, you know, as a person, if you just take that simple step of saying, Hey, look, um, you know, by the way, for the next two weeks, this is, this is what's going on. You're like opening up real clear channels of communication. And by doing that kind of communication and, you know, speaking clearly as to, you know, what has to happen, what adjustment needs to be made, what you're involved in, you can actually alleviate some of the pressure for yourself, but you can also put some peace of mind, um, you know, into the people that, you know, may feel the results of, you know, the absence of what you were able to do before the time that you were able to give. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. The first thing when it comes to something having to suffer, this pursuit of work-life balance, and and I like what you said, um, you know, the way you termed it, um, instead of, you know, something has to give. So mm-hmm. let's make it less polarizing here instead of it being a suffering, because suffering does sound a little rough. Um, but something does have to give. So number one, something will have to give whenever Mm -hmm. it comes to this, but you've got to be willing to understand that. And if you do understand that, and that's in your awareness, communicate. So that's like the second thing that you need to do is have very open communication, bring those along with you, navigate this transition and these things that are happening with others, like invite them into this process. But you know what else though, Megan, um, in our conversation with this, you know, the third thing that kind of popped up when we were talking this through was you go through this internal struggle and you feel this dip and you feel this kind of, you do feel guilty still. Mm-hmm. Right. You you do. You know, it's what you have to do. Right. You know, it's something that, you know, you want to do. I, I hope you're not doing things just because you have to. I hope you want to. But you have that internal struggle and that dip. What about that dip? What about that internal struggle? So. I think what happens is you you make a decision, you reshift your focus, you rebalance, and you start to you start to feel the weight of not maybe being able to give as much of yourself to an area where you've been very present and very involved. And there is guilt there because you you take ownership of 
those different things in your life that that you're committed to and you probably want to be able to give just a, you know you want to be able to give 50% of yourself to five different things but you just can't do that so when that dip happens it's important to be aware and realize what is going on and navigate through that and continue toward the goal you're trying to get to because if you don't you can get stuck well, and then with that, knowing, so if we're looking at that and, and we don't want people to, we don't want anyone to be stuck. Stuck sucks. No. Yeah. I mean, we know that. And usually if you're stuck, it's your own foot that's on the brake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're the one, you're, you're the one in that rut. So with that internal struggle, just go ahead and, which moves into the fourth thing that we talked about was it's the, sometimes it's the shift, you know, understand that that shift is so important, you know, like embrace the shift. So the first thing is know that you're going to, something's got to give. Second thing, communicate. Third thing is there's going to be a dip. You're going to have this internal struggle. You're going to feel maybe some guilt, but embrace the shift. So if you've communicated and you recognize, and you're already aware that you're going to feel this dip, you're going to feel this guilt. And so let's talk more about that shift because it's kind of like, you know, you're, you, you know, something is changing. You've got to give somewhere else. You're trying to communicate. You feel the dip, you feel the shift. And it feels like guilt is like knocking on your, just, you (laughs) feel it knocking on the door. You turn around and it's like guilt. Like, it's like, hello, you know, it's just, it's just like sitting there. Yeah. And I, I think interestingly right now, I, I'm probably going through a little bit of a dip and a shift right now and just some of the transitions that um, I've been making in uh, my you know, career and, like I said, my entrepreneurial journey. And uh, there are a lot of times, like I said, there's a lot of things that I like to do, and I'm a person who likes to uh, give a lot of myself to different areas. So you have to what you have to do is is you have to make that shift and embrace that shift so that you don't just end up in the cycle of thinking, okay, I have to change this thing. And I wonder um, what would happen if I maybe did this differently or what if I went this direction? So embracing the shift and just knowing where do I need to go from here and where do I want to go and what are the things that I want to be doing that are filling up my bucket uh, and focusing on those rather than constantly worrying about the guilt and, um, you know, what, you know, what are the, what, what if I don't make this change, uh, just focus on the positives and continue to move forward. Right. And that leads into our fifth thing is you have to really make an honest assessment or evaluate like where you stand in those things. You have to know that. Well, Tim, I, th- I think one thing that I that really stood out to me in a lot of the conversations that we've been having um, over the last couple of months is, you know, stop asking yourself the question and stop letting, you know, kind of self-impose what you think other people may be thinking. Hey, do you have the capacity uh, to to do this additional thing? Do you have the capacity to add an additional client? Do you have the capacity to sit on another board? Do you have the capacity to volunteer at this event? Rather than thinking of it in terms of capacity, which really puts you into a, uh, it, it, it puts you in a situation where you lose the ability to say, do I want this? 
Because that is such a more important question when you're thinking about balance and and life. Because sure, you can you can fill up the however many hours in a day that you want to be awake with work or commitments, but if you are spending your time doing things, even if it's only two hours a week of your time and that thing isn't filling up your bucket, it can it can actually deplete, it can completely deplete you even though maybe it's only 5% of your time. And nobody likes to be drained. And I'm going to tell you right now, doing things depleted, it's just, just like being stuck sucks. So does mm-hmm. being depleted. Right. It's just like, oh, empty reservoir is no good, you know? And I mean, like, it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. This is not what I want, you know? And, and if maybe you can have this and that. The question is, do you want this and that? Like, answer those things. That'll make your shifting, right, a little bit better mm-hmm. because guilt is going to be there. You're right. going to wonder, you know, am I, you know, am I shortchanging somebody or something, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be there. So that's why I do this thing. Um, and for those of you listening, I make to don't lists. I don't make to do lists. I see people with these big lists of things to do. Now, if you do have one, my question to you is, how did you make that list? I like to make a big list of all the things that I'm doing. And then what I do is I scratch off all the things I should not do, do not want to do, do not want to be a part of, all of that. And because it literally just takes me down to my to-do list. So Mm -hmm. I make a to-don't list and I keep that always around me. These are the things that I do not need to get sucked back into. And that's one of the ways that I work on um, or I use to work on myself to not be overcommitted, you know, so I can really have an Mm -hmm. honest estimation and evaluation of what my real capacity is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if not, I mean, capacity is only going to be as good as your system in your process and and uh, you being in your strength and doing the things that you know, really are going to make the most impact according to the things that you ultimately want to do. And I know there's a season that you may have to spend some time kind of dabbling with this or dabbling with that, right? You got to, you got to dabble in some things, right? There, you know, I I mean, I hate uh, certain things that I do with my work, but it's part of my work. And so I know I have to do those things, right? Mm -hmm. but it's because those things that I hate having to do that go along with what I have, what I'm working in, they're a part of what I want to do. So I still have to deal with them. So I'm not saying that everything is peachy, you know, keen, whatever, Mm -hmm. what would be the word? What would it be? It'd be, you know, it's beautiful. (laughs) Everything is roses and puppy dogs. Roses and puppy dogs. Right. (laughs) You know, that's not going to, that's not true. That's not true at all. You know, you're going to have those things that you don't like doing. I mean, I just try to get those things done first. That's my goal. Get those done. That way I can spend the rest of my day doing everything that I really want to do. However, the thing that I have to do, I still want to be tied to what I want to do. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that evaluation. So, yeah. Um, the sixth thing. So the sixth thing, I mean, I think after you go through that evaluation and you think about, um, 
you, you just, you think about it differently. So take away that, do I have capacity statement and, and think about it more, like I said, do I want this? And, and I think even when you're evaluating different things, I mean, if you, let's say you have a new opportunity come along uh, for you, um, you know, another thing that, that Tim and I have discussed in the past is uh, you, you need to really think about your, your mental, your ability to do the a job well, and also do something that's in alignment with, um, with your strengths. So just because you might be capable of, you know, doing certain things and you can do them well, just because you might be good at something, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is something that you want to be doing or that you should continue to do. So going through all of this, evaluating, are you overcommitted, trying to achieve that balance, um, I think you can get to a point where you can say, okay, here are the things that, that fill me up. Here are, yes, some of those necessary things that I don't love about it, but that I am willing and able and need to do that go along with it. And it's going to become really clear to you during the dip and the shift and the evaluation. What are those things that maybe it's time to let go of, or where are those areas where you maybe need to make some necessary endings? Necessary endings are so scary. <laughs> they really are, you know, but it makes you more present, right? Mm-hmm. And you can actually get deeper work. Like there's nothing better than laying your head on a pillow, no matter what it is that you're doing deeper work, whether it's with time with your kids, time with friends, time with whatever your work, the things that you do, but you feel good, you know? And it's that focus strength, like you were just saying, Megan, it's like focus strength and you're able to really put it in there. And, um, and I know in the future we talked about this, we're going to do a, we're going to do a podcast all around about movement, you know, how to take mm-hmm. moments and move them in, into movements. And, um, but that's what we want. Like we really want to get into presence and I'm so fascinated by presence right now. I'm just like, I'm studying this and I just, it, it, it's just amazing when your true self can really be involved in the things that you're, you're doing, but that necessary ending, like maybe that's what would actually help us when it comes to, you know, dealing with this kind of work-life balance and mm-hmm. knowing that something has to give. So we're getting rid of the very strong polarizing statement of suffer because, you know, something will suffer but something has to give um, and how to turn that into, um, you know, a better picture, you know, through the first thing is, you know, number one is it's not achievable. You don't, you can never have this perfect balance, right? The second thing is to communicate. The third is the dip is going to come and you're going to feel the guilt. You're going to have that internal struggle with it. The fourth is, understanding and embracing the shift. The fifth thing is making sure that you do an honest assessment or evaluation. Stop asking that question of what, um, the way you put it. Stop saying, do I have capacity and really ask, you know, do you want this? Is this something that you want in your life? Does it fill up? Does it fill up your bucket? Right. And then that the sixth thing is just like getting into that strength, you know, just really Mm -hmm. the ability to be present with it. Because, you know, I mean, we all only have 24 hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody has anything different than anyone else. Same amount of time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, somebody may have some more opportunities than others or more things available to them, but it's still 24 hours. And at the end of the day, it's us having to know that we did our part. Absolutely. And I think that when you when you look at those people and you kind of see that, you know, they're very successful and it seems like, how do you get so much done? Um, you know, you, you've read two books this week and you've um, had these great things happen at work and you've spent all this time with your kids and you know, you look at that and you say, man, how are they doing that? Those are people who have really figured out, you know, like you said, balance is something that it's constantly in flux. We're, uh, we're always trying to, um, you know, create that, that great sense of, um, making sure that everything in our life is, is getting the amount of attention that we want it to have. But it is the people that seem like they are, you know, that they're happy. It's, and it's because they're present. It's because they're really able to, um, be in the moment with those things that they're working on, which just makes them so much more engaged with what they're doing. Um, and, and I think that that is why you you look at those people and say, how do you do it all? It's because they are, they're living into everything that they're doing and they're enjoying it and it's fulfilling them. We don't want anyone to feel, you know, like this weight of, you know, I, I just wish I, you know, I feel bad. And I mean, we want to take all that away from you. We want you to Mm -hmm. not carry that. We want to give you some, just some simple things that you can go take, like what Megan said in the beginning um, of this conversation today, um, the loose ends, go tie them up for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. take these six things we've discussed and, and like really fine tune them for yourself. Because the biggest thing that you need is the way to do it in your life. Nobody's life looks the same as anyone else's. And to be honest with you, the best life you can live is the one that you have. You don't want to look at someone else's life and say, if I had it like them. Well, Mm -hmm. you know what? We don't know what their life is really like. You know, we only see, you know, it's, it's the perception is the reality for us. And when we look at it, that's what we perceive. And so that's what we think is real. We don't know the truth behind all of that. The only thing we have left is what we have. Mm -hmm. That's where we are. That's it. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side until you move next door Mm -hmm. and then you get on the (laughs) grass and and then you kill it. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, No. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, but that's kind of the whole thing. I mean, the, the only thing, you know, we're guaranteed is today. So be present, you know, it's, it's, and I know Tim, you're so fascinated with presence right now and it's, and it's something that, you know, we even talking about New Year's resolutions, what is something people want to do? They want to be more present. So um, just focus on that. I think that it's really important to um, to be in the moment and live in those moments and, you know, not not be just thinking like, if I just do this or if I just do that, I'm going to have balance. Um, but it's just continuing to work through it and realize that it's a process and that um, and that if you're true to your, to yourself and what you want, um, then you'll be able to find the balance that's right for you. Okay. Hey, and on a side note, I just want to let you know, you know, who won the Super Bowl? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Was it the, 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 be careful. Patriots? There you go. That's right. I have listen. If you're listening and you have another team, I have been a Patriots fan since I was a little teeny tiny little guy. I always wanted a helmet with the original Patriots logo, and I never had one as a kid. 
So, so if you have one, if you, you have one, <laughs> you can send it to me. I always wanted a helmet like that. And we just grew up. We didn't have the resources as you know, my family, but I always wanted that. But I have loved the Patriots ever since I was a little kid. And whether you like them or not, they're champions. So I just have to throw that in there. And guess what? <laughs> I was present watching that even when they were getting spanked in the first half. I'm talking a spanking. And all my friends told me I was still present. That was good that we're watching the game with me. They said, you were present. You did a good job. So I have to throw that. I have to throw that on there. And I felt a lot of dips, too. Yeah. <laughs> Something was suffering. <laughs> that was called suffering. But I did believe. So um, anyways, I have to throw that in there. So, um, so Megan, we want them to email us, right? We're going to give away. We have a little swag gift. What are we going to give? A hat. We'll give a hat, great embroidered hat, Uphill Conversations, if you will send us your QVC, I seen, <laughs> seen on TV, whatever it was. And the bonus is what? like Oh, if you actually dialed in. Yeah, and you had to call it. in. Couldn't be way. online, not online. <laughs> we want to hear your story. And so send it to us at either Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at UphillConversations.co or Tim at UphillConversations.co, or you can just hit us both at connect at UphillConversations.co. Don't forget, we need you to rate and review the show. Please do so. You could do it on our website, UphillConversations.co, or you can go to Stitcher.com, and I think it's working now Mm -hmm. the right way, and also iTunes, which has never been broken on us. So iTunes, um, find our show, Uphill Conversations. And give us a rate and a review. You always help us. Help us to get better, right? And also, yeah, absolutely. And also, um, if there's any topics that you want to hear us talk about, or if you have questions for us, or if you are interested in being a guest on our show or know somebody who might be a great guest on the show, we would also love to hear hear from you. Okay. And hey, one last thing, Megan. How big are the salads that you like to eat? Listen, for you guys listening, we just, you know, (laughs) and I'm going to give you the, I promise in the show notes, you're going to see, you're going to get these six points, but I have never seen a person eat. These salads are huge. You ever see Seinfeld? If you've not watched Seinfeld, there's this big salad episode. It's all about the big salad. I have not seen salads this big before that Megan, she prepared one for me when we recorded was it the last episode? I think so. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was big. It's a big. Tim. Tim has never eaten that much lettuce in one sitting in his life. Yeah, it's like what she does with lettuce is what I do with like meat and protein. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in my life. So if you if so if you're a big salad eater as well. Hey, post up on Twitter. Send us a big salad <laughs> picture. I think that would be fun too. I would like to see yeah. a big salad picture. That'd be awesome. And Megan, you should put up some big salad pictures of yours so people can see them (laughs) because they're big. All right. They're big. And like the bowls, like it's not even a salad bowl. It's not a salad dish. It's. It's like a mixing bowl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mixing bowl. There you go. That's It's what I use to make cookies. Oh my gosh. Okay. So today we just thank you so much for listening in. And remember there are six things, right? You know, when a new opportunity comes, things come, always understand this. Something's going to have to give. 
Number two, communication is very important. Number three, you will feel the dip, the guilt, the internal struggle. Number four, sometimes you have to just embrace the shift. Number five, be ready to do an honest assessment or evaluation. And number six, guess what? Be present for that deep work. So you've been listening to another episode of Uphill Conversations. We appreciate you taking the time to let us speak into your day, into your time, your life. And most importantly, you will see people like myself and Megan on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to the show. Go to uphillconversations.co. Later on, screen.